Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. What up, everybody? I'm going to initiate a call to action for everyone to donate $1.99 so that you can access the back catalog of the podcast as well as to help your podcast grow. I'm trying to grow the podcast and I want to do that with you guys and make it better and brighter and bring you more information. So if you want to access the back catalog and help support me as an artist, I appreciate you. And please donate at anchor.fm underneath Lockdown Universe. Thanks so much, and enjoy the show. What up, what up, what up? Welcome back to Lockdown Universe, home of the bizarre, peculiar, and unheard of stories of UFO, legend, and lore. Welcome back, welcome back. Happy to be back. Hopefully you guys are doing well and take care of yourself. So today we are going to talk about intergalactic trade and what is valuable and what is not. So, going back to Randy Kramer, and many of you know him as uh, one of the military members that was part of the 20 and Back program. Uh, he's also helped pilot uh, the uh, USS Nautilus, and uh, which is one of our secret spacecraft, and been to multiple worlds. He's talked about how he's been to uh, the Jupiter uh, intergalactic... Uh, trade station, which is outside of Jupiter, was brought here by an intergalactic group of business uh, partners and uh, not just Earth, but intergalactic trade federations. And this Jupiter, basically uh, space station, if you want to call it that, um, allows for intergalactic trade at a safe location so that nobody would get stabbed in the back, nobody would, you know, get into like a gun a gun battle or anything like that because if that happens, your entire species is cut off from uh, trade in uh, the near region, right? So in this podcast, we want to talk about uh, some of the things that Randy Kramer talked about uh, in his experiences and what Earth actually has to offer in the intergalactic scheme of things. So one of the things that's good to dispel right off the bat is the idea that we as ufologists might have about other species, okay? Just because other species have flying saucers or flying vehicles does not mean that they are hundreds or thousands of years ahead of us spiritually okay it's kind of like giving a monkey a car and saying that they're more spiritual than we are because they can drive to like iowa in it right so what he states is a lot of these species there's many species that are very similar to humanoids look like us and also are very close to us in development within 150 years to 300 years. Now, a lot can change in 150 years, but that being said, they still need trade. They still need goods and services. They still need metals. They still need cloth. They still need foods. They still need um, treats. They even purchase, you know, 
uh, novelty items as well. Not just like, you know, like chattering teeth and stuff like that, but um, as I'll get into it, they purchase beer from Earth. So um, it's one of our main exports. Uh, they, they truly enjoy um, the quality of our beer, and, um, and we'll get into that in a little bit. But uh, apparently, we are the major exporters of beer in our location. Um, primarily, it's due to the fact that um, due to all the genetic farming that's been occurring on Earth, um, mead and um, liquids and fruits that have fermented over the years um, have turned into these alcohols, and we have perfected it, right? I mean, we are a very alcohol-consumed society um, across the globe, right? Many civil civilizations, many countries and different civilizations drink alcohol, and we have for many, many thousands of years. So we've perfected it, and apparently we're one of the highest breeders and creators uh, and, and hybrid sci scientists of of creating beer. So uh, that's one of our major exports, according to uh, Randy Kramer. And they love it, and they're willing to trade military goods. They're willing to trade textiles. They're willing to trade technology for beer. And it might sound hilarious, and it is hilarious, but it's true. So it's very, very interesting. So when we talk about intergalactic trade and the uh, species that we trade with and how many there are, Randy Kramer states that there's a th at least a thousand or maybe multi-thousands of species that participate in trade uh, with Earth. There are some very disturbing uh, information that came from uh, some of this research that I did. One of the, one of the disturbing facts is that Earth has continued to engage in a slave trade with some of these species, and um, not n they're not good groups on Earth, okay? They're, there's good groups that are trading with the Intergalactic uh, Federation, and there's some not good groups of humans that are trading with different species for slave trade. So they're utilizing humans for slave work on different planets. Because how do you how do you increase your profit margins? You reduce labor costs, and so slave trade is is, is well and alive uh, in the intergalactic federation. But it's kind of like on the on the black market, so to speak. It's not going to be at the intergalactic uh, trade federation um, space station. It's going to be like in between uh, two different species, in between two different uh, ships that are not you know engaged in. Uh, this space station. So, but there's some other positive information. Um, one of the interesting things is, <clears throat> it, Randy Kramer states, is a lot of civilizations don't prefer to use as much sugar in their sweets as we do. Um, one of the planets in the Cassiopeian system that Randy visited stated that they don't prefer as much sweets. It was He provided them with one of the the chocolate cakes from his ship and they said oh no that's that's far too too sugary for us and so he gave them a recipe and they reduced the sugar and they said this is the way we like it and when he tried it he stated it was like a chocolate biscuit but it didn't have as much flavor as he would have liked um so it's interesting to see how the different species and different dna and taste palettes can can alter what you prefer 
Um, he also stated that any of the planets that he visited while on the Nautilus uh, was if they engaged or encountered any technology or any goods that they, you know, were interested in that they would always try to trade for them, even on planet, not necessarily on the Jupiter uh, trade uh, space station. Um, so they would trade for um, goods such as um, textiles. Uh, they would also trade food. Um, we, of course, we traded beer, but what we were interested in um, were uh, some of the military uh, tactical um, gear, you know, protective gear, uh, invisibility gear, um, some other, uh, you know, hard, harder, denser uh, metals that we could create uh, uh, better tanks, better spacecraft with. Um, he stated that many species really tend to eat and drink similar foods to, to Earthlings, you know, because the other species that we often trade with are very similar to us. There's many species out there that are very different, vastly different, and non-humanoid. You know, when we talk about humanoid, we talk about bipedal, um, you know, basically the, the five-pointed star, the head, two arms and legs, but there's other species like, you know, worm-like species or, um, you know, like slug-type species that are very vastly different um, and don't consume the way we do and don't prefer to eat the things that we prefer to eat, so we don't engage in a lot of trade with them because we don't have anything to offer and they don't have anything to offer us. So we tend to trade with species that are very similar to us um, and, are in, and enjoy the same lifestyle that we enjoy. Um, he stated that uh, <clears throat> there are uh, different groups that, that make uh, different decisions on how goods are disseminated into our society so if we gain some sort of technology or some kind of um you know new methodology in making food or new methodology for technology that there's different groups kind of like how lieutenant philip corso was in control of disseminating a lot of the technology from roswell um out into popular um corporations uh you know, Microsoft, IBM, Apple, you name it, you know, we were disseminating some of this tech so that they could um, branch it out into our public domain. Um, what was interesting was, though, is that when you engage in this intergalactic trade, you also have to think about how are you going to switch over the money? How is the money exchange going to occur? And they have an intergalactic credit system, um, which allows for exchange rates and exchange um is based on the gold standard. So each each uh, planet has uh, a gold standard with which they work with, and then that controls their GDP, and then that basically determines the level of their money per the intergalactic exchange rate. So so they have this system developed so that civilizations can trade with each other, <clears throat> just like we have here. There's exchange rates from, you know, U.S. dollars to British pounds to, you know, uh, all 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 across the globe. There's all kinds of different different currency. Um, you know, there's the euro. You know, so there's different groups here on Earth that are combining their their monetary systems the same way that uh, intergalactic species are now starting to combine their 
uh, monetary systems to make things easier and smoother for trade. Um, you know, the intergalactic trade station was, was made as a safe space. Um, but again, there's some black market trade that goes around this space station too. So, um, there's different views on how to punish different species if they don't engage in trade the correct way, if they don't follow treaties that were agreed upon, and um, if they don't follow through on their business deals that have been approved, right? So if they don't follow through, then the certain species can be banned from the intergalactic trade space station, or um, they can set a time limit on how long um, they're kind of in a timeout for. Uh, so there's there's different methods of punishment. There's in most planets, Randy states that there's uh, for individual punishments. There's not uh, corporal punishment. There's not uh, you know beatings or executions, um, but that they uh, can cure some criminal behavior with technology. So there's been some interest in that because when you think about these civilized civilizations they don't want to imprison their people they want to utilize every person to their highest and best purpose so that everyone can benefit remember that in previous podcasts i talked about the need for us to ascend spiritually and uh, societally is to move towards a 51 percent or more service to others versus self and corey goods talked about this a lot too and so to get there you want all of your population to be at their highest and best purpose. And to get there, you, you can't be imprisoning everybody, right? And and it doesn't serve a lot of good, right? You have to spend a lot of money to keep people imprisoned, and we don't want to do that. Uh, and all the other populations don't want to do that. <laughs> we're not, it doesn't seem like we're quite there yet, but with some of these technologies, we might be. So some of the things that we're trading for are this technology to cure some criminal behavior if it's something in the brain that needs to be altered um, higher higher science can cure some of these parts of the brain that need to be changed so that this criminal behavior will stop and randy stated that once uh folks have have undergone this treatment and like let's say like a serial killer you know he, he, once they undergone this treatment they're like oh yeah why was i killing people that doesn't even make any sense it's amazing how this technology can change the brain um i've personally seen um shock treatment work for individuals here on earth um <clears throat> i've seen what them before and i'm seeing them after um and it's it's amazing the change that can happen some people would think that that's cruel well you know people are put to sleep now they're not they're not awake during shock treatment um so that's that's a whole different ball game but psychotropics can change a person's mentality just like electricity can and hopefully um, a less you know violent means of changing uh behavior negative behavior can can be the wave of the future um if it's not a criminal behavior that can be changed through technology he stated that in other uh other planets they they actually put them through rehabilitation and retrain them where, you know, we call our prisons department of corrections. Well, we're not really correcting anything, right? We're just making them wait, wait their lives out, you know, without killing them basically. Right. Or they have to wait 
seven, eight years if they committed a crime, but there's not real rehabilitation, right? There's not a lot of groups. There's not a lot of focus on that. And so in other civilizations, they focus on that. They retrain them as to positive, negative behaviors, and they do the, they have programs for it, um, and they're successful. Um, so the other thing that Randy stated was some of the technology we also want to trade for is uh, a lot of health tech. Once again, more more health and you know uh, medical tech. So one of the pieces of tech that he was lucky enough to encounter was in the Cassiopeian system. He stated he fell down uh, stairs and broke his ankle, and they brought him to um, their Terran, their local Terran hospital, as opposed to like a an Earthling military base on their planet. So he went to their hospital. And they put a device that was about the size of a camera around his ankle, and then it healed it within 20 minutes. So he had a severely broken ankle, and it was able to heal him within 20 minutes. Now think about how long it takes to heal a broken leg or a broken arm. It takes like six to eight weeks um, once it's set. But this device could heal it within 20 minutes. So that's definitely some tech that we would want to have. Um, so... You know, what What other kind of textile goods would we be interested in? You know, they have metals, they have ore, they have, um, you know, medical tech, they have military tech, um, space travel tech, um, and apparently we have beer. And we have people that they want to use as slaves. And so what, what else do we have to offer? You know, obviously through regular trade, we're only going to trade appropriate, hopefully appropriate things like beer, um, and, you know, other, you know, maybe foods or, or, um, inventions maybe that we've created, but, you know, again, that slave trade is on the, on the side. It's not on the up and up. It's not through, you know, an approved channel. So that's, it's negative in the fact that it's happening, but it's good in the fact that it's not being approved by some intergalactic federation, because that would be really disturbing. So that's, there's, there's kind of a plus and a minus there. So what do you think? You know, what do you think about this galactic trade? What do you think about, you know, is it good? Is it bad? Um, it's definitely interesting. I mean, when you think about it, because in all the Star Wars movies, they all go to like some, some trade location and they're trading for some goods and they're trying to communicate. And even in the recent, the last three episodes, you know, they, they did trading and, and, and things like that. So it was, it's very fascinating to see what we might have to offer, which is just hysterical that Randy states that it's beer and we're basically like the beer experts. Uh, and he specifically stated beer. He didn't even say like liquor. He specifically stated beer. We've got all kinds of liquor. We've got, we've got vanilla liquor. We've got rum liquor. We've got, you know, gold schlager. We've got, um, coffee flavored liqueurs i mean anything you can think of we've, we've basically created and they're all delicious you know and i don't drink anymore but boy i'll tell you i, I certainly enjoyed some kalua here and there um so i'm surprised that we don't also export some of our other liquors and it's primarily beer but you know hey apparently beer you know when you think about it you know going back to the you know, hundreds of years ago i mean beer's been around for forever um, and it's, it's kept people alive, um, by killing, you know, certain, certain germs and things like that. And 
you know, it, it has long staying power too, whereas water doesn't. So, you know, there's, there's a lot to be said for beer and how it would have evolved over time in other locations, you know, to, to, uh, and, and come about in other civilizations and the timelines might be different. So it might've come about in our timeline much earlier than another civilizations would therefore making us more fall farther along in the development process and the refining process of beer. Uh, but nonetheless, if you were to export a beer, what would be your beer choice to export? Leave it in the comments section. I'm going to open it up and, uh, on anchor and then, uh, I'm going to do a, uh, um, TikTok about it. I'd like to hear what you guys have to say, but it's definitely very interesting. Anyway, guys, I'm gonna let you go. I hope you're having a great night. Hopefully you're taking care of your physical, spiritual, emotional health, following through on your hobbies and goals and your dreams. And as always, continue to question the universe around you until next time. Take care. Lockdown universe out.